we are so excited to share that DSO Connect is now on Patreon, where you can support us directly. Join as a patron and get exclusive access to a bonus podcast episode each month. Just five or $10 a month will be a huge help for us. And that's less than your monthly coffee budget. Has the DSO Connect podcast given you ideas and strategies to increase your studio's enrollment and retention? Have our weekly episodes encouraged you as a leader and an artist? Has the DSO Connect community group helped you and your business survive the pandemic? Our goal for DSO Connect and the podcast is to help as many studio owners as possible by delivering quality content and fresh new ideas each week. But we can't do that without your support. It takes equipment, software, expertise, money, and lots of time to produce our podcast. If you think our podcast has helped you gain or retain even just one student, that support pays for itself. To find out more and to become a patron, go to patreon.com and search for DSO Connect. Or check out our link tree at linktree.com slash DSO Connect. Thank you so much for your support. We can't do this without our community of studio owners. Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. What's happening, Robin? How are you? I'm good. Things are things are churning along here. Yeah, things are good. Yeah. How about well, you're, you? I'm good. You're, we're starting week four of dance classes, right? Yeah, and it's people are still trickling in, which is good news. Mm-hmm. You know, people are settling in. Um, a couple of unexpected injuries, but also oh, some no. kids recovering. So it just seems pretty normal. It's good. Good. I like That's normal. Awesome. Yeah, normal is always good. <laughs> I strive for normal recently. Strangely. Yeah, yeah what a strange thing to uh, to aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, so um, I'm excited for today's podcast because we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Do you want to introduce her? Sure. So Mandy, I'll read her bio first, and then I'll talk about her personally a little bit. Um, Mandy's been a part of the dance world for as long as she can remember as a student, performer, teacher, dance mom, and costumer. As a youth, she studied ballet, tap, jazz, and modern on the eastern shore of Maryland and Delaware before moving back to the northern Baltimore County area and studying in a pre-professional ballet training program at the Carroll County Dance Center with Sandra Woods. Additionally, she has studied with the South Carolina Summer Dance Institute at the University of South Carolina, the Washington School of Ballet, and the Central Pennsylvania Youth Ballet. She has performed various roles in the Nutcracker, Coppelia, La Bayadere, and Swan Lake with youth ballet companies and the former Maryland Ballet. Mandy is a passionate advocate for arts education and also enjoys serving as costume mistress for the Susquehanna Youth Ballet and program sponsor for EMC's National Honor Society for Dance Arts. She is very excited to be directing the Creative Kids program at EMC Performing Arts Studio. So that's her official bio. Um, but a little bit of you know personal words mandy has been a dance mom at my studio for years since her daughter was probably what three three yeah and her daughter reagan is now about 15. yeah yeah (laughs) so mandy's been around a long time and mandy i always say kind of keeps me on track um mandy it's it's before she became our creative kids director um, when she was a dance mom, she would be the one that would email me and say, 
yeah, I'm not really sure about the lyrics to that song or, <laughs> yeah, those costumes seem like not EMC caliber or, you know. So it, it's always nice to have that that person that kind of, you know, taps you on the shoulder and says, mm, you might be veering off course a little bit or can we talk about this? And it was always um, done in a way that I perceived as um, I we what's in the best interest of the studio and the kids mm -hmm. in general. It was never like nasty coming from a place of negativity or criticism. It was always right. coming from a place of, um, I, I felt like Mandy was saying, hey, Robin, I know what's in your heart and this isn't representing that and you probably just overlooked it. So let's let, let's take a look at this. And I always appreciated that. It could have gone really bad. It could have, on numerous occasions, <laughs> yeah. gone in a direction where Mandy just emailed me and said, yeah, we're out of here. But I appreciate over the years her, you know, not taking that approach and actually coming to me and saying, hey, this is how it looks from this perspective. Are we still in alignment, you know? And um, so I think that we've had a, a good relationship in that regard, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um... I guess in 2019, when Miss Kira announced that she was going to retire, we started talking to Mandy about taking over the Creative Kids program directorship because Mandy it does have a dance background, but also she's a homeschool mom. And that makes her just a natural at organizing and communicating and planning lessons and, you know, just connecting with children and guiding them. And, and so it just seemed like a natural um, thing to do. And then when March of 2020 happened, we said, hey, Mandy, you want to start six months early? Because, you know, Kira was kind of like going to retire soon. But when COVID happened, Kira was like, well, maybe I'll just retire now. <laughs> so wow, the first couple months of Mandy's uh, position was virtual classes, yes. figuring all this out, people wow. pulling out every day, you know? Yeah. And so it was rough. I was like, geez, I don't know if Mandy's going to want this job for, you know, once we it get through. It was sad. <laughs> it, it was, it was hard. It was hard yeah. to, I think because so many students for whatever, you know, whether they needed to, their families or whatever was going on with them, they had to pull out. And that was really hard to, yeah, stay excited. Yeah, but we made it through as we do. And um, but what we're here to talk about today is the National Dance Honor Society, our National Honor Society for Dance Arts, I think is the official title. Yes. And it's through um, NDEO, which is the National dance education organization and we've been doing this for a couple years and i know that a lot of our um dance studio owners in our community have expressed interest in learning how all this works um so it all started when a mom mentioned to me gosh you know these kids at school they get all these accolades they get like meet the team night and they get senior night for sports and they get letterman's jackets and you know plaques and acknowledgement all the time for their athletic um, accomplishments or even their academic accomplishments but these kids who don't participate in all that stuff at school because they're in the dance studio all the time they're not getting the acknowledgement publicly that maybe the kids at school are getting. And I never really thought of that before. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we need to shine some more light on that and really highlight 
the fact that these kids who are at the studio like 15 plus hours a week, they're not just slacking just because they're not on the lacrosse team and, mm-hmm. you know, wearing, you know, winning a championship or, you know, um, getting a school acknowledged um, um, award. award that they're, they're, they're accomplishing a lot of things. So we started looking into this and... Um, so far, it's been really good for us. So I'm going to kind of let Mandy talk a little bit about it. Um, and maybe she can help paint a picture for our listeners of, you know, what this is all about. And maybe some of our listeners will be interested in pursuing this as well. All right, Mandy. Okay. <laughs> so the National Honor Society for Dance Arts is a threefold program. It has the goals to uh, show the dancers qualities of leadership as dance students as well as academic students. So the reason that I became involved in it or I was excited about it was that as a homeschooler, I could identify with the dancers who didn't spend the bulk of their time at school like some of their peers did. And how do you acknowledge their academic achievements? Because a lot of these girls are spending every night at the dance studio they go home from the dance studio they usually come straight from school um so they're not having time to work on their assignments like other students do and they don't always get a pass like some of the athletes do um Mm. which we know happens (laughs) yeah that's a good point the school sponsored activities are often you know excused when they interfere with academics and the dance is just like yeah we don't know nothing about that right they don't know what they're doing so um i could you know i identified with that as a former dancer myself I remember what that was like in high school and I wanted to see them get some acknowledgement as well as I realized that it's really hard to build a college resume when you don't have these school activities Mm -hmm. and I was hearing that from some of the parents of the older girls who were going through that they were applying and the colleges would say okay but you know especially if they didn't weren't necessarily going on to a dance program which not everyone's going to go on to a dance program. So we want to make sure that they're equipped with everything that they need to go to college. So um, I think Kira and I sat down with Robin in the very beginning and uh, talked about what the requirements were going to be for our particular program. The National Honor Society for Dance Arts as a whole has a couple of different things that they require. They have a point system. Um, Most of the points have to be achieved at the program. So girls can go away for summer intensives. They participate in other musicals. They participate in some other um, programs, maybe through their school or through local community productions, and they can count those points. But the majority of them have to happen in their home program. Uh, The other thing was that we had to establish a grade point average that we wanted to be the minimum. It has to be a minimum of 3.0 for National Honor Society for Dance Arts. So that's what we decided to go with. Um, most, I really have never approved, not that I wouldn't, but all of the girls who apply have higher than a 3.0, which blows me away. Um, I see their grades because they have to submit their grades. They have to write an essay. And I see all the activities they do, and I'm always astonished. Um, We have math scholars. We have students that are sometimes taking 
two major science classes in a year in high school. Uh, These are overachievers Mm -hmm. by far. And I think it's, it was very important to me to be able to recognize that and celebrate those achievements for those dancers because no one is giving them that recognition outside of the dance studio. Their parents, you know, maybe their parents say something on Facebook or whatever, but a lot of these girls expressed to me that, you know, they people don't know what they do at school. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. And um, we live in a really, really big sports community mm-hmm. area. So, um, you know, a lot of their friends just don't understand the commitment level. That and they you know what, in. just to interject a little bit, um, because our school districts are so focused on sports, a lot of our dancers will sometimes gravitate towards cheerleading <laughs> because it gets them... Dirty word. <laughs> it gets them involved in those sports activities and they get that acknowledgement um, you know, they, right. they're dancing in front of their peers and, and, you know, now they're being identified as some part of, you know, the whole, the whole mechanism. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I prefer that my dancers not cheer. I want them to stay in the dance studio. And, um, but also I've had dancers, um, you know, want to join the, uh, one of our local schools has a dance company. And, um, while our dancers are usually at the top of that, um, group technically, I always wonder like why? Why do you guys want to do this? And it's because they want to have the cords at graduation. And they want to have the pins and the acknowledgments. And of course, they also want to dance in front of their peers. But and I can't really help with that that piece of it. But I can't. But with the National Dance Honor Society, we can help with the you know the accolades, the uh, the um, acknowledgments, the the pieces on your college application yeah so it it does help for retention recognition yeah well in scholarship opportunities um in recent years we've discovered that they are able to apply for more scholarships just because they have this you know a lot of these um dance scholarships or dance programs they're looking for this they're looking to see because it you know it's like a good sat score it shows that you know what kind of student you are and one of the other aspects of nhsda is leadership and um they are able to do some things around the studio to show that they're leaders around the studio through the program so last year uh, we decided to organize care packages for our Um, all the college freshmen that were in our program, graduated as seniors, had a stinky graduation year because it was 2020, (laughs) and were now um, college freshmen. And so the the dancers put it together, our high school age dancers, um, they put out some boxes and some literature and they promoted it on Facebook. We sent, uh, these boxes were heavy because I mailed them all. (laughs) And they were really big boxes that we mailed off of gift cards and um, body wash and fuzzy socks. Yeah, just things to say, hey, we, you know, we're still thinking about you and we love you and you're still a part of EMC. And so that was a really neat connection and it gave the high schoolers something to look forward to like this is a cool tradition that we came up with and we are starting 
Um, and one day we're going to be in college and we're going to get these boxes. Mm -hmm. And two of the dancers, um, they were roommates together at Shenandoah. And they made a video for us of their unboxing, like a YouTube unboxing. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah. And it just, it made everybody feel, you know, you always feel good when you have a gift to give. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the points is that, you know, we can give back and and so we try to promote some things that give back. We had a um, homecoming for all of the high school aged EMC dancers last year because all of their homecomings were canceled. And um, it was it, girls only. Yeah, it was girls only. <laughs> we had food. We took beautiful pictures in our little park. And um, we had some a couple of high school age employees, too, that we invited. So that was neat. Um, what else did we do? Uh, we have our big ceremony at Open Marley, and the girls who were inducted in the eighth grade missed their induction. Um, they had to do their inductions on their own during 2020, so I drove around to their houses, delivered their pins and their certificates and a little rose, and they took a yeah, picture. Yeah, that was really nice yeah. when everyone was driving around doing, when all the studio owners were driving around to their <laughs> customers' homes to give them little, you know prop mm -hmm. boxes and stuff mandy yep. was driving around giving roses and pins <laughs> and certificates so that was really nice yeah. I drove around and delivered tap boards to all my tap students <laughs> yeah that was great yeah yeah so we did we recognize them this year at our open marley ceremony but that's um a big thing that we do and i always they have to write an essay for me, which is not a requirement of NHSDA, but it's one of our requirements that we came up with. And um, it's very interesting what you learn through the essays, because I know these dancers quite well, but then there are things that I'm like, I didn't know that Ashley loves math. That's her favorite subject. Like, hmm. whose favorite subject is math, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you think of when you think of dancers. So right. it it's always fun. They kind of write a little bio about themselves and then they get recognized at our open Marley and um, everyone else in the room gets to hear these things that they don't know. That's really nice. So real quick, just what's, what's the open Marley. So open Marley, we, we, we've, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably heard me talking about it a lot, but, or in the past um, open Marley is something that we started back in the 90s the concept is kind of like open mic night but it's for dancers so it's open like dance floor night and it is an opportunity for our dancers to present work in progress in the modern and contemporary styles to a small intimate audience uh, for feedback so we've developed this event over the years it's gotten bigger and bigger and um one of the things we've added over the years is this induction of our honor society kids because i didn't want to do it at our spring concert because it just our, our concert tends to get long so i didn't want to add anything to that but this was a very intimate performance and the nature of the event is very kind of emotional anyway because we touch on topics like death of a family member or you know self-harm or whatever is there, there's usually a lot of tears at this event anyway and we usually spend a lot some time like gooshmooing over you know individual dancers accomplishments so it just seemed like it, it really fit and mandy did a great you know the girls get dressed so they wear a nice dress um, and they're nice shoes and they come out and um, Mandy usually um, will write a very unique 
little blurb about each dancer and it's not like a bio in that it's just a list of their accomplishments but it's you know talking about their personalities and, and talking about what makes them stand out as a, as a human in our studio and and you know like maybe rec recollecting a time where this kid just went above and beyond to I don't know, do something kind for another person or something like that. And um, that's very touching. And of course, as parents, you love to hear those kinds of things spoken about your kid. And when there's in a school event, you could have, you know, 50 kids being honored at scholarship night or something. But in this case, we've got what, like eight girls yeah. in a very intimate setting. You can love on them even more because there's only eight. They're not lost in a crowd of 7,000 people. Um, so I, I feel like this is, has been just a really nice, special way to honor these girls. And the, and the parents love it. It's my The favorite. kids love it. It's my favorite. Well, I always joke because it's near my birthday that open Marley Night's my birthday party. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it has been, it's always been my favorite night. And then when we started doing the inductions, um, I always, for me, being a homeschooler, um, my older two started out in public school till um, probably like second grade for my oldest. And one of the things that I always had a hard time with was missing out on the milestones. Mm -hmm. And so then when I became a homeschooler, I was like, oh, I get to experience all these things. And because I'm here so much, there are things that I see that their parents might not see. And I sometimes feel selfish about that. And so I'm able to share those little highlights, not just with their parents, but with everyone in the room. Yeah. And I think that's important because I, you know, when you send your kids somewhere, whether you're sending them off to college or you're sending them to school or you know that you want people to see their individuality. And I think that's what we celebrate. That's how we do it here at EMC. Our program celebrates their individuality. So some of the girls rack up their points because they love to choreograph and they're doing a piece for Open Marley every year. And some girls are away at summer intensives. And some of them are, you know, volunteering for everything all the time. They they all come to it in a different way and that's okay and we can celebrate all those achievements. But I think showing the younger dancers that there's more than one way to achieve leadership, to mm. show leadership, to show dedication, um, that's important. And I, because we're always saying, stay in your lane, worry about you. And sometimes younger dancers don't know what that looks like. So I think this is a very unique way to achieve that and to celebrate that uh, we can all be going for the same accomplishment, but in our own ways. Yeah, and not everyone's gonna be the sugar plum fairy, and that's okay. Because some kids are really great at student teaching, or some kids are just really great at being the dance captain, or that friend that is the one that's, you know, the mama bear that's backstage, you know, who's yeah. always, you know, noticing what someone needs. And, and through this program, um, we're able to kind of uplift each student in their own individual way and it's not like okay the only way to succeed in this program is to to play the is to be the lead or to dance the lead mm -hmm. so i love that that's amazing 
Yeah, so the, the actual program from um, the National Dance Education Organization is um, laid out pretty specifically, but you right. can embellish and layer on your own personal touches. Like, I don't know, do they, re I don't think that they require an induction ceremony. No, they, they have very, um, you know, a very loose outline. Their requirements are a certain number of points for the junior program and a certain number of points for the senior program. And it's basically hours. So you calculate up the hours um, and then the grade point average. And beyond that, it's it's yours to make it what you want to make it. So um, a lot there are some public education high schools that have dance programs mm -hmm. that do the National Honor Society for Dance Arts. Uh, there's fewer private, you know, studios. I only know of one other studio in the entire area that does it privately. Um, so it really is a selling point also for your program. Oh, for sure. And also what I've been thinking about a lot lately is how, you know, how do we keep our older dancers engaged? You know, mm -hmm. how do we keep them from saying when they enter their junior year, yeah, you know what, I'm just not going to dance for the rest of high school. I think I just want to go do the school, th the high school thing. Yeah. I just want to high school stuff. I just want to be a high school student. Yeah. What is that? What, what does that, that sounds very boring. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Don't you want to be a dancer? Yes. <laughs> so we need to keep, um, we, we need to keep having that next thing. And I, I think I've said this before, but it's like in high school, you know, there's certain traditions that these kids know are coming and they look forward mm -hmm. to. For example, um, Oh, I can't wait to get to high school because then I get to go to the homecoming dance. Oh, well, I can't wait till mm -hmm. I'm a junior because then I get to go to the ring dance. And I can't wait till, you know, this happens because I get to go to the powder puff game. Or I can't wait till I get to be a senior because then I get to go to the prom. Whatever it right. is. But at our studios, we also need to have those things. And um, we need to make, sh make, there needs to always be that next thing that our kids are looking forward to so that they will stick it out to the end. What I've noticed is, um, years ago, probably when Reagan was little, there was so much interest from the younger dancers to do some of those milestone things that I remember opening it up to a younger group. Like when you've got the younger, the moms of the younger dancers saying, oh my God, open Marley night. We can't wait. We can't wait. Are we too young? And as a studio owner, you're like, well, wow, I love this enthusiasm. I don't want to turn away enthusiasm. Let's lower the age a year and let the the younger dancers come in. Well, that seems like a great idea at the time, but what <laughs> happens is over the years, those kids have now done these events right. seven times, and now they're mm -hmm. a junior in high school, and they're like, I've, over it. I've done all the things. Yep. What's right. the exactly. next thing that's reserved only for the juniors and the seniors? Or yes. the, just the high schoolers. So while we want to include everyone and we don't want to turn away enthusiastic participants, it's also important that there are things that are exclusive to the older dancers yes. and the oh, serious dancers. And that's what another thing that the Honor Society can provide if you design it that way. Yeah, That's great. I love that. So how do you keep track of all of the students' points? Like, do you have an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> or like, what, what's your system? So we have um, an Excel spreadsheet that the students have to do themselves. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I walk alongside them with it. I do not allow their parents to oh, help good. them with it. So good. that is hard for some of the parents at first. They're trying to do it. And I'm like, nope. Even at the junior and I level? Tell the, 
Yeah, so the junior level, we decided you can choose what um, age you're gonna allow them to induct. We only induct eighth graders and 12th graders. Now the 12th graders, we did back up, we used to do it in the spring. They can start their induction in the fall if they want, so they can apply for the NHSDA scholarship. Um, but they, we're, we're strict about the eighth graders, and that way they have to achieve that level. So I will sit with them and help them with their hours. Some of them like to do it a little bit at a time, and some of them are just like, okay, let's remember everything I did for the last three years. Oh my so gosh. let me ask a question, just for clarification. When you say induct, yeah. that means that they've worked towards um, they've worked they've gained the points they've earned the points right. they've recorded the points and they've got an they've achieved enough points that now the induction is you're in it's like the finish yes it, yes so when can they start the accumulating of the points so they for the junior chapter they start the summer before sixth grade so as soon as the spring show is over whatever they achieve because i consider you know you're a sixth grader now you can do that and then for the high schooler, it just starts, you know, eighth grade starts right over again. So that summer after eighth grade, okay. they're a freshman, they can start accumulating their points. The majority of our company dancers will accumulate enough points one year. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, this was interesting. We live on the Maryland and Pennsylvania line. So I would say, I don't know, maybe it's half and half. Our kids are in Pennsylvania school or in Maryland school. And our Maryland school has a dance company and they do the honor society. Yes. So some of our Maryland students decided to do the honor society at their school. And some of them decided to do it with us. And you can't do both. Um, but the kids who did it at school had a harder time reaching the points right because you can only do the points that you earned in school and like you might get three points if you helped backstage at a performance or something whereas the kids who, and there's less performances at the school so um at the kids who opted to do the emc program like they had as they had so many points right off the bat because yeah. we perform multiple times a year we give them multiple opportunities to volunteer and so it was much easier for them yeah. to gain the points and it's yeah. not like they were cheating no it was just that they're this, just this is the life they're so living involved. yeah it's their life yeah and the we they started the graduation with honors program which is um for the high school division they have to have 50 points to be considered a graduate with honors in addition to they have a little bit longer of an essay to write um, we've since they started that program everyone who graduates achieves graduation with honors usually our graduates have between 75 and 100 points you need 25 for high school so just to, wow. <laughs> just to show and they say it's it's a lot different at their schools if they do it through their school because they're just not dancing there as much right so Wow, that's amazing. So the other thing is you can order the cords that mm -hmm. they wear when they graduate. You can also order a pin, a pin and um, a certificate. Yeah, and then the graduate with honors is a big medal. So um, when we first did this, we asked our school, um, the, the Pennsylvania High School, <laughs> yeah. if they could wear the cords during, you know, while they walked in the graduation, and they said no. <gasps> And we said, we're doing it anyway. 
<laughs> because literally, what are they doing? Inspecting the cords on the how many people are graduating, yeah. like hundreds of people. Wow. So the girls just wore the cords and I mean, there's no reason that they shouldn't have worn the cords. They are it's a legitimate, nationally recognized honor society right, and right. They legitimately did the work, exceeded the requirements, and they absolutely, sh and I, I don't know that the school really understood what we were asking, so, you know, and I really don't think it was that belligerent of us, I think. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've always heard it was no big deal now. Yeah. They just put their cords on and Yeah, go it's with better it. to ask, yeah. what is the expression? Better like to forgive ask forgiveness <laughs> than permission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's a big deal because you know when they go to graduation again, like we were saying at the beginning, they they see all their friends with all their cords and their, you know, honors, and then they're like, yeah, well, I wasn't a slacker all year. I was busting my tail right in the dance right. studio, and here's my cord. You know, I love right. that. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you have students who do work study, like they're assistant teachers, and they earn a tuition credit for that. Would that be like double dipping to count that towards no. their points? They, they cannot count anything that they earn money for. Okay. So we do have students who are doing work study and they're still achieving. So, you know, they're student teaching, they're doing work study. On top of that, they're doing their own classes and they're still able to achieve um, usually double and triple the points without even counting their work study. So hours. you're saying you don't count their we work study? We do not count work study. Okay. No. Gotcha. Um, they count. So if they're like, we have Susquehanna Youth Ballet, mm -hmm. um, the nonprofit ballet company. So sometimes they will do things they're not getting work study credit for because they have to do a number of service hours. They have to do community outreach as members of the company. So that they could count because that's community outreach. Oh, gotcha. Very but cool. this is also helpful um, for studio owners because let's say I'm running a, a Nutcracker Tea Party and we're inviting kids in the community. You know, and we don't, it's a free event and we don't have a budget to pay a lot of teachers. We can ask for volunteers from the Honor Society girls and they, they will raise their hand and participate. So it makes it easier for us to put on these events for the community um, with a lower expense if the, if the teenagers are motivated to volunteer. That's a brilliant point. I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and they like to volunteer. Um, we just had our first meeting of the fall on Saturday during their lunch hour. And I just sit there. I say, okay, these are the things that I would like you to do. One of them is our Nutcracker Tea Party. And then I say, what else do you want to do? And they came up with something for Halloween to do a canned food drive to um, get some stuff for, you know, a local food pantry, but you have to bring a canned food and then you can dress up on the Saturday before Halloween. Oh, and fun. Yeah. So I try to encourage them to think of things that are going to give back to mm -hmm. either students at the studio or the community. And it, it's not hard. It's not like I'm sitting there pulling teeth. They're coming up with ideas. They uh, they were talking about in the springtime, we do a spirit week. And they said, oh, we know Miss Brooke had to do that. And she asked our opinion. Can we just take that over and do the spirit week and come up with all the ideas? So, you know, they they want to help people. They want to be a part of something and, um, and take you know, ownership and, and yeah. yeah, use those leadership skills that we're always talking right. about developing. Exactly. <laughs> let, let them use those. <laughs> 
<laughs> and those are the things that employers and colleges, they're looking for those right. things. So I try to guide them to, okay, remember these things. You're going to write this down on your dance resume. You're going to write this on your college application. These right. are things that, you know, you need to remember. And, um, you know, I, I think that's important to show that they're well-rounded. Isn't that what we all want? I mean, we all mm -hmm. want well-rounded kids. Yeah. So if a student is in our honor society or in the honor society at any of the, our listeners studios and then before graduating, they decide to not dance because they want to go do high school and they decide that they want to do um, the honor society at the school. Are the points transferable? They are, but they don't get as many. So the what, whoever they're um, going to induct with is their primary school. So there's a certain calculation for the number of hours you get less points if it's not done at your primary school. So they'll okay. still be able to take them, but they they wouldn't have as many points. Okay. So I would recommend if any of the studio owners listening um, are thinking about doing this, um, I would recommend not trying to tackle it yourself. Um, it's just, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you have someone, uh, a mom who, I mean, Mandy started this before she was on my team. Mm -hmm. So she was a, a class mom and, and a dance mom. So <clears throat> I, I think that if you've got someone who's really invested in your studio, there's, you know, it, it's a volunteer position. It, she doesn't get paid to do it. Um, but just to have someone who can take ownership of it and not be completely distracted by all of the other things that are... Um, on our plate as studio owners yeah um and it needs to be somebody who can handle a big plate because mandy does have a lot going on in her life but she she's into it it's not you don't want to pick someone who it's like oh well i'll try to squeeze it in but someone right. who can really embrace it and make it their own um at first we had um kira doing the older kids and mandy doing the younger kids and that went well but now somehow mandy's doing it all <laughs> well <laughs> But I also have learned to let the students take over more things. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, an important component yeah. of the program. So, you know, the older students, the high school age students, are the ones driving the activities. And, you know, I'm just sitting down calculating numbers. Okay. And facilitating. And right. also coming up with ideas. Like, um, you know, like you said, on Saturday, you had a little lunch together. I mean, that kind of stuff is important. Right. Um, right. The way our schedule works, it's easy to do that kind of stuff because on Saturdays they have classes in the morning, then they eat lunch here, and then we have company rehearsals. So oftentimes if we want to have a meeting, instead of making the parents bring them out for an extra hour somewhere during the week it's like we're gonna ha eat lunch together and have this meeting at the same time and we can make it special it's like oh who's got the meeting you know well that, that yeah that becomes a thing too because like our first meeting i say well only those that are in inducted can attend and then we're going to have some meetings with the younger kids who are working toward induction but you know it's special to be one who's already been inducted in the junior chapter and now they're working towards induction in high school so sometimes it's important i think to break up the age groups and it you know it's yeah. like oh they get to go to the mm -hmm. you know lunch with miss mandy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we're just sitting there eating our lunch yeah. on the but, floor <laughs> but it is <laughs> as dancers but do Right, yeah. no one's in a chair. But you could literally set up a table and a black right. tablecloth. Well, and put... we did that for leadership camp. We had, yeah. you know, 
special yeah. lunch for leadership camp. So, but it's all about keeping our kids engaged and keeping them. Um, like you said, we want them to be well-rounded. We want them to be good leaders. We want them to to stay focused on whatever you know. If if football's their thing, we want them to stay focused on it till you know till they get to the finish line. In this case, dance is their thing. We want them to stay focused till they get to the you know the finish line. And we also want to keep we want to retain our students. We want to send them off at the end. You know we don't want. Right. And this is another way to help it's a win-win it's a relationship builder Mm -hmm. and it's a relationship builder for all of them together because they're all um you know when they're going through the induction process and they're trying to get their points together they're 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 dealing with that stress together it's a little stressful for them oh did you get this did you get that they help each other they're like oh remember we took that hip-hop master class together how many points you know put that down how many hours was that when were you here you know did you do contemporary how many you know when did we do so it's a bonding experience for them um as well as you know for us with them so i i think it's a good it's a good relationship builder and I always think that when you can build relationship, then people feel wanted and special. And that's seen. what any teenager wants. They yes. want to be seen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and not need, everyone likes. We need every opportunity possible to call students out for do, especially teenagers for doing good yes. and positive things. <laughs> yes. And not everyone likes middle schoolers and teenagers. And <laughs> I think they get a bad rap and mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to forget what it was like to be hormonal and um, and to have all those things going on, to have all that homework and to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be at dance and think like, how am I going to study for my chemistry test or, you know, those types of things. And for me, seeing what they're doing keeps me engaged right. in thinking about all the challenges they have mm-hmm. and so I think sometimes, you know, they're like, okay, Miss Mandy's going to advocate for, for us. And, you know, I don't want them to take the easy way, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I make my kids do their own laundry, but when they have a busy week, I'll do their laundry for them because mm-hmm. I want them to know you can reach out and say, hey, I need help. Right. And they need to know that there are adults in their life that they can they can do that with. Mm-hmm. And I think that that this is what this program it really helps to establish that relationship that's great i love that and i think our parent the parents of those kids really appreciate it too yeah um especially you know i heard a parent said it the other day um i never even i never see my daughter anymore because <laughs> she drives now she goes to dance you know she, she goes to school she goes right to dance she leaves at 6 a.m or whatever and then she comes home at 10 p.m never see her but it's nice for parents to know that there are caring adults who are good role models that mm-hmm. are guiding their kids in the absence of the parent. Yeah. Not that the parent is absent. No. But do you know what I mean? Yes. When they can't be there. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and and to have some sort of like structured system in place mm-hmm. from a yeah. nationally recognized organization that has these policies and procedures and guidelines and, you know, rubrics and everything that make it more official. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good preparation for them for the college application Mm -hmm. for um, any job, 
you know, having to keep track of something and be accountable for something. And, um, but in a, I wouldn't say it's a high pressure way because they know, you know, I'm still guiding them through it. This is the first time they're doing it. So I'm guiding them through it. Um, not abandoning them, but at the same time, I'm guiding them, not their mom. Right. Their mom isn't just filling in like, oh, you know, she took that modern camp. Let me put that on there. You know, that's not, and that's what I tell them when I meet with the parents. I'm like, you're not going to do that because they need to learn to be accountable and to feel the pressure a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like a little pressure is, it can be a positive thing. Oh, definitely. Very cool. So if, if studio owners are interested in starting, um, starting a chapter at their studio, where should they go for more information? NDEO.org. Yes. Yep. And they have, um, a link on there for the NHSDA and they can apply to be a chap chapter. Yeah. I think you have to be a member of NDEO Mm -hmm. and I think it's like $180 a year. Yeah. I think it's Um, like that for the studio level membership. It's not, not a, not a huge expense and you get access to a lot of really great resources as a member of NDEO. Yeah. And be sure to, um, use this in your marketing and Mm -hmm. let families know that this is something that you do make sure you that and now that i'm saying it i need to make sure that i'm using it on my website too the the logo um so that people you know when they're shopping around for studios that they know that this is something that you've taken the time to develop at your studio that their child will benefit from exactly yes yep so that's our that's our that's our shtick Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mandy, for being here. It was so great to talk to you. you. We enjoyed having you. All right. So Robin, what was your heart happy moment this week? All right. This is kind of weird, but um... (laughs) I love yours. Yours are always kind of weird. Lay it on me. Well, maybe it's not that weird, but um, (laughs) now that I'm feeling pressure to make it weird. um, So we had our our fall fest yesterday. Oh, I know. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to tell you two things because they're both super short. (laughs) So the first thing was a parent, a grandparent came to me at the booth while the kids were performing and said, I just want to let you know how happy it makes me, the grandma, to watch you, Miss Robin, watch the dancers perform. She said, I just can see how proud you are of them and how happy it makes you to see them up on that stage. And it made me happy that she acknowledged that because I really do feel a genuine joy when I see them up there. And and it's it's not just their dancing. It's the way they behave in the wings and, Mm -hmm. and the whole, you know, team atmosphere I'm proud of the class moms and I'm proud of my team and and I'm proud of my husband for laying the dance floor like I'm proud of the whole situation but when I look at the kids up there dancing and I see their joy and it's like this is what they've been working toward um you can't help but be happy so and it was nice for for her to come and say that to me that was nice and then the other thing that happened yesterday at our fall fest was you know my granddaughter you might not know, but I have a granddaughter. Her name is Genevieve. <laughs> She's the light of my life. But um, her mom is Allie, and Allie was one of my students, and Allie grew up at my dance studio, and Allie's mom, Missy, 
was a dance a class mom yeah. she was very involved here at the studio and we're i would consider her my friend i've known her since the kids were three so um but so we're co-grandparents together of genevieve and i kind of had this weird worry in my mind like what's going to happen when i I because usually we don't see Genevieve at the same time mm -hmm. like there's days that they're at her house there's days that they're at my house and so this was like the first time that we, I had seen Genevieve and Missy was there and I thought it what if Genevieve doesn't want to come to me like what if she just wants her <laughs> Mimi and she doesn't want her grandma Robin and I saw them like across the field and I started like walking real fast to go see them and Missy was holding Genevieve and as soon as she saw me she reached for me <laughs> and that's not to say she didn't want her Mimi but I was like thank god I wasn't like rejected by her because I'm not the person that babies like but for some reason <laughs> she likes me I, I love it <laughs> anyway but then a couple minutes later she wanted her Mimi and that was great and I was happy to give her back but um, oh my god it made my heart happy that she saw me and she reached for me that's adorable and how yeah. old is Genevieve now she is 11 months and a couple days <gasps> oh. she's gonna be one at the end of October oh that's exciting yeah I can't believe so. it's almost been a year already I know what the I hell know. I know it's going fast. I'm glad this time is going fast, though, because I want the world to hurry up and get normal again. Yeah, yeah. Mandy, what's your heart happy moment? Uh, mine is from the fall fest too. So, um, when I started, well, when I started, when I took over the director job, mm -hmm. I stopped being a class mom. And that was very sad for me because I loved being a class mom. And I had a little bit of a hard time with it last spring um, at the spring show because it was just a lot. We just mm -hmm. had a lot to do and it was, you know, hard. So yesterday um, we have an army of class moms, but a bunch of the dancers kept bypassing their class moms and coming to me and doing things like, um, where, how should I do my lipstick? Uh, can you open this for me for lunch? I need help with this. And it was all like class mom type stuff. Uh -huh. And I was just like, I'm the favorite. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that like, is interesting. Like I shouldn't be doing these things anymore, but I'm also kind of glad that you've asked me yes yeah yeah, yeah that is interesting because i i now that you mention it i noticed you were sitting with the team as opposed to with yeah. the, not that we're like segregated right, or anything right. but the class moms are in the the dressing room tent and the team was in like the sound booth right. so um yeah but they like come over and find me anyway yeah. so that that was i don't know yeah that's nice me. i like being needed yeah mm -hmm. well i just had i ordered an syb sweatshirt and it says mama mandy for my oh. name because they all call me mama <laughs> mandy so, the team oh my god I love that. <laughs> that's awesome that's so awesome. how about you miss case um let's see oh my my deaf dog graduated from level one dog obedience class on thursday oh, and we nice. did like a little they have like a bluetooth speaker and played the graduation music <laughs> and they like had her sit and then shake her paw and then take a picture with the certificate and they had a little hat oh my god you're kidding me it was amazing <laughs> Oh, did you cry tears of joy? I did not cry, but I was very proud. 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was my heart happy moment. But also one of um I have I have a couple of seniors this year and one of them shared with me her college application essay and it was about dance and it was about like overcoming um uh like self-esteem issues through dance and mm. it was really a beautifully written essay and it like brought tears to my eyes because I was like oh my god we did that <laughs> it was really awesome so those moments are really incredible yeah. when you realize that you're making an, a difference mm -hmm. in these young people's lives, even if it's, I mean, we think that it's small, small, but it's not. Mm -hmm. All of these small things add up. They all do. And you know what else is funny is, um, you know, sometimes when they first go off to college, they... I've noticed over the years that my graduates, sometimes they, well, they kind of distance themselves when they're seniors a little bit. And then first year of college, you know, like they don't really want me seeing their social media because they're in college <laughs> with a red solo cup, you know? And then, but something happens when they turn like 23 or 24 uh -huh. and they circle back. Yeah. And um, I saw a graduate at the Fall Fest yesterday and it was one of these girls, I won't mention her name, that kind of went through a, a, a distancing with me because I think she was just being a little wild child mm -hmm. and that's okay, you know, as long as you as long as you can rein it in <laughs> and she just came like sprinting over to me and she gave me a big hug and I was like oh good she circled back that was nice. <laughs> that's that awesome was nice. I love that oh yay well this was just like a heartwarming episode right I loved it thank you yeah. guys so much this was so fun all right. Well, I guess it's time to get back to work. I guess so. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be back next week. Oh, and subscribe to our Patreon, um, where you can support us for just 5 or $10 a month and get access to a bonus episode once a month with me and Robin. And we'll be back next week for another episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.